This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Monday, March 14th, wherever and however you are connected Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who is still waiting for that personal invitation from Kalani Satake to play in the alumni football game, Jerem Jordan. <sighs> if it was a pickup basketball game, maybe, but uh, Dennis Pitt would probably foul me like he did uh, about 12 years ago in the Smithfield House. Anyway, we do have some exciting news coming up Thursday, March 31st at 8.30 Eastern on the BYU TV app. Boom, baby! The BYU football alumni game featuring quarterbacks Max Hall, Kevin Federick, and many others will be broadcast on the BYU TV app. Not to mention interviews with Kalani Stocky and current players to wrap up spring ball. That's March 31st, 8.30 Eastern on the BYU TV app. That's going to be a great night. It's been really fun to watch all of the publicity stunts that BYU football have put out with Mitch Matthews saying, I have committed to play in the alumni game. Like, it's it's really fun. It's done a good job with this. Another word for this is called marketing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Publicity stunt is uh, Rod from uh, you know, Hot Rod, <laughs> jumps over some school buses. But yeah, um, it's been awesome because I'm like, whoa, 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 what's Mike Hanneman committed to? It got my attention. Like, it worked. Um, and Mitch Matthews is playing, we've heard, uh, among other. Like, there are a lot of awesome players who are going to be playing. It'll be fun. This is the way to do a spring football game. Okay, let's clarify something. People ask us every year, let's just get out there. Why don't you broadcast a spring game? Because the team doesn't want to broadcast. If they wanted it broadcast, you don't think we'd broadcast it? They, they, they would ask us. We would do it in a second. If so, they wanted it. Yeah, they don't want it. That's fine. That's their prerogative. All good. But we got the next best thing, baby, which is a bunch of older dudes playing flag football probably. <laughs> okay? Which would be awesome. I can't wait. It'll be a lot of fun. They're going to steal the show. And we're going to try and steal your attention here today with the Monday show lineup, including a full bracket breakdown for the BYU women in the big dance. Yeah. Did the ladies in any way, shape, or form get slided with their seed matchup and where they're playing? Their head coach, Jeff Judkins, will join us live to discuss all of that. And how about the BYU men? Did they receive a fair postseason reward for the resume they put together in their season. Bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Women's Hoops gets a sixth seed in the NCAA tournament and plays 11 seed Villanova Saturday in Ann Arbor, Michigan, who's the three seed. It's the highest seed in program history. Super senior Paisley Harding says the team is motivated. I think we're a great team. I think we're super talented um, across the whole board, coaches, players at all. Um, so I think this chip that we'll go into this tournament with is great. Um, we can kind of hit a new high, I think, with it. The winner gets Michigan or American, that's the school, in the second round next Monday. This game coming up Saturday. Much more on the matchup and the scenario in just a few minutes. BYU men's basketball, you probably heard by now. We're going to go there anyway. Receives a two seed in the NIT. The Cougars will host Long Beach State at home. We're the runners-up in their conference. This Wednesday, 9 Eastern on ESPN+. Plus. The road to Madison Square Garden and the NIT Final Four begins again. We'll see. I can't wait, said no one. Nah, let's get after it Wednesday. Let's go. Women's Indoor Track and Field Nationals took eighth place as a team led by 5K champ Courtney Wayman 
who now has three indoor national championships. How about that? Holy cow. Claire Seymour took second in the 800. Haley Folsom Walker, who told us last week on the show she wanted to be a first-team All-American. you got to finish in the top eight. She finished in fifth place. She did it in the pentathlon. Awesome. Karma. Sierra, Karma Boost and Sierra Tidwell-Alfin tied for eighth in the high jump. At the Men's Indoor Track and Field Nationals, we're getting used to this name, BYU Zach McHorter finished second overall in the pole vault, which means he is a first-team All-American after clearing 18 feet, eight and one-quarters inches. Caleb Witzkin, his teammate, also a pole vaulter, finished 10th in the event. He's a second-team All-American. But first in our hearts. After beating number six Oklahoma State Thursday in game one, the Cougars lost to the Cowboys 3-0 Friday, 8-5 Saturday in Arlington at Globe Life Field, home of the Texas Rangers. We're going to finish hopefully in fourth place in the AO West. Eight and five, BYU plays at Utah tomorrow night, 8 Eastern on BYU Radio. First game in the state of Utah. 19th ranked BYU Gymnastics beats Arizona in a dual meet on Saturday afternoon with the Cougars' second highest team score of the season, a 196.825. Sadie Miner Van Tassel doing her thing with the BYU SN Karma as well. She wins the all-around, but not only does she win the all-around, she ties her personal career best with a 39.525. Unbelievable performance. Next up, the MRGC Championships at Boise State this Saturday, where BYU will be the favorite to win a third consecutive MRGC title. Men's volleyball snapped the nine-match losing streak with a sweep and a four-set win over the weekend. Let's go. Friday night, the Cougars hit 569, fifth best in the rally era since 01. That was amazing. And 3.30 on Saturday. The Cougars have a bye week this week before Pepperdine next week. BYU softball still excelling, relatively speaking. They go 2-1 over the weekend. They beat up on Rutgers 11-2, lost to Grand Canyon 2-0, then recovered by beating Ball State 14-5. Violet Zavodnik continues just a tear. She hit a grand slam to top the main highlights of the weekend. The Cougars have their home opener tomorrow against Maine on the BYU TV app. You can watch it live at 7 Eastern. Dude, softball is one of my favorite teams to watch or do play-by-play to because they win in five innings a lot. They win fast. It's like they play really well and they just get the job done. And you're in, you're out. Let's go. They get the job done, right? Still a line from Hamilton. Have you seen it? I have seen it. I don't remember that one. Okay. We'll recap later. Not important. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The BYU women have now gone from a bracket projection into a bracket fact as a number six seed in the Ann Arbor, Michigan region, taking on the Villanova Wildcats, the 11th seed in a Saturday showdown before what BYU hopes is a second-round matchup probably with Michigan. Jaron, when you look at where BYU's women's team ended up in the bracket, did they get disrespected in any way by the selection committee? I wish BYU was a five, not a six, but uh, listen, BYU didn't give the uh, committee a reason to bump them up at the very end by losing to Gonzaga. Uh, if BYU wins and is a six, now that's weird. Mm-hmm. But BYU lost, and so it felt like, okay, a six is a possibility. Jeff Judkins called it. Yeah. Yeah. So I looked at, you know, BYU's resume. Net 11, incredible. Non-conference strength of schedule 70. That's really good as well. And uh, this is where I get on my soapbox a little bit. The men's team sheet is something we have highlighted quite a bit that breaks games into quads. Okay? If you're unfamiliar, I'll try and explain it as easy as, easily as possible. Depending on where you play a game, it's categorized differently. So if you play a road game on someone's home court, 
That can be 1 through 75 net. That'll be a quad one game. 1 through 50 neutral, 1 through 30 home, and so on and so forth. You're rewarded for playing on the road and winning on the road more yes. so than winning at home. Where matters. The women's team sheet does not have this broken down in the same way. I've known this for weeks, but I'm bringing it up for the first time here. They just break down 1 through 25 net, independent of where you play, 26 through 50, da, da, da. What is that? Why? Because it looks like BYU's loss to Portland is in this like third space. Oh, it's terrible. It should be a quad one loss, yes. and it's a respected, yep. okay loss. I have a real issue with this, and I think because that is not broken down in the same way, that BYU did not ever get in the four-seed conversation or, sh- or was a five. I think it's because they didn't break it down in the same way as the men. They, they're saying, well, it's just straight up net. No, it matters no, where no. you play. Yeah. And again, we're doing this thing. We got it right, we being the NCAA. I'm not going to act they. I'm not going to lump myself in with that corrupt organization. <laughs> they finally this year called it March Madness. They finally call it the women, the men's tournament. They just called it the tournament before, right? Yep. Um, they, they're, they got 68 teams. They did Selection Sunday, right? You're, you're getting the equality that Tegan Graham's Second Class Citizens podcast have, have talked about in a couple of ways. There's a lot of work to be done, of course, uh, you know, including uh, you know, us. We, we have things to, to do better as well. But um, quad one wins. BYU had three. I, look, I broke it down. A four seed like Arizona had four quad one wins, one more than BYU, and was a net 19 and had a non-conference strength schedule 143. BYU's in that similar space, right? Maryland was a four seed, net 14, non-conference strength schedule 12, did have quad uh, five quad one wins. Tennessee was the other four seed, net 18, strength schedule, non-conference nine. They had nine quad one wins. So BYU's certainly not on that level. But I feel like BYU probably, this was a long-winded answer uh, to say, it probably should have been a five. Yes. Even with the loss to Gonzaga, their resume yeah. merited a yeah. five seed. Sure. But... Jeff Judkins is a smart guy, and he said the committee's going to look at us losing to Gonzaga in our final game, and they're going to say, well, yeah, we'll probably slide them down to a six seed. And I'm like, wow, is it as simple as that? Apparently, in some ways, it is. There are 351 Division I women's college basketball teams. BYU had the 11th best net ranking of 351 teams. I am in complete agreement with you when it comes to putting the games into different quadrants. In fact, I was doing it on my own earlier this season. I'm thinking, okay, BYU won at Utah, quad one win. BYU won at Gonzaga, quad one win. They beat Gonzaga at home. Gonzaga's a top 30 team, quad one win. All three games with Gonzaga were were quad ones. Correct. Because they were top 30. BYU beat West Virginia. West Virginia was 49 going into... They're in the 50s Now now they're in the 50s? Okay, so that would have slid to a quad two. That's in this third space because they just did 51 through 100. But it's like, no, those are quad twos. Why is this different from the men's team sheet? It should not be. Why is it? You think a computer knows gender? A computer doesn't care. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't matter. It shouldn't be. But BYU, at worst, had three quad one wins. And yeah. then two quad one losses. They had a winning record in the toughest games they played. Yes. And, and with three quad one wins, you probably don't deserve a top four seed. That's not enough, probably. Because um, strength to schedule should matter. Um, but, but we're not talking about a four. We're talking about a five. Sure. Yeah. Well, I guess we should throw Oklahoma into that as well. Maybe had BYU beaten Oklahoma in yeah. overtime on the road, Oklahoma received a four seed. Yeah, like, maybe okay, maybe well, BYU, well, maybe BYU, BYU would gets be a the five. nod there. Or it would at, be a four or five. At least a five because they had 
beaten Oklahoma on the road yes. at Oklahoma. And, and regardless, and we'll break this down this week, uh, BYU's still in a position to make the Sweet 16. They are. They are. They're, they're a six. They're going to be favored in this game. Granted, and we'll break it down more this week, but Villanova, a team that's pretty good, right? They, they've got, they beat UConn when UConn was down a couple of good players. Yep, their best, the best player in college basketball, yeah. anything, Paige Beckers. She's incredible. And uh, when they got her back, uh, UConn promptly beat Villanova by 30. Yeah, by 30. In the conference tournament championship. Over the weekend, yep. Um, but the Big East player of the year is Maddie Segrist. Segrist at 26 a game. Okay, she'll be tough to stop. Let's go. Let's go. You know BYU's who wants defense. to guard her? Paisley Harding. Perhaps. I think she, I think she's more of a big, so it might be Lauren Gustin. But, yeah, it'll be fun to break down. Let's go. That's Saturday. I like the draw. Saturday. I like the draw. If you're looking at just rankings, BYU number 15 in the latest AP ranking. That hasn't changed because they're gonna finish, come out. They're going to put one out today, maybe? Who knows? We'll see. Michigan number 12. BYU not that far off from where game. Michigan is. It yeah. feels like a decent draw in terms of the matchup if BYU second gets round. to that second round. Mm-hmm. Okay. When, when BYU gets to that second round. Very good. Okay, do you love or hate the men's team as a two-seed in the NIT? How do you feel about this? I absolutely have a love-hate relationship with this. <laughs> I hate that BYU is in the NIT given where the Cougars were a month and a half ago. Yeah. You know, flying high. We're asking the question on this show. Hey, would all of you be okay if we just mm-hmm. ended this thing right now and BYU was a, were an eight seed in the NCAA tournament? And so many people were like, that's the stupidest question. Of course not. Play it out. They could get better. Well, it, it didn't It didn't get better. Well, look who's talking now. <laughs> it, it didn't get better. All of us, many of you said, can we go back to that show <laughs> and change our answer? Yeah, we would all love to change our answer. I hate that BYU's in this situation in the NIT. But if you're in the NIT, you may as well be a one or a two seed and have the potential to play a bunch of home games and a really good shot to get to Madison Square Garden and finish on a high. You yeah, asked me last week sure. who won the NIT. I was like, I have no idea. I don't know or care. When BYU got into the NIT this year, I was like, I'm going to do some research. <laughs> oh, it was Memphis, coached by Penny Hardaway. They won the NIT last year as a yeah. number one seed in that. And team. there's no correlation to winning the NIT in the next year doing great. Like, there just, <laughs> there just isn't, okay? Uh, yeah, Sorry. so love-hate. I, I yeah. mostly hate it just mostly because hate. we saw what yeah. BYU was doing. They were overachieving, and if they yes. just hang yes. on against Pacific, which is wild yeah. to say to say that, well, if they had just beaten Pacific, who has a net of 297, <laughs> and BYU's probably in the NCAA tournament. Probably, yeah. Oh. And, and, and so BYU had – there were three games that defined this season. Well – I mean, you could you could argue like UVU because you lost in the game. It's not a bad loss, quad two, but it was losing Gavin Baxter. It was Pacific. It was the opportunities against St. Mary's and San Francisco as well. You could have undone that. Yeah, you could have shifted some things. Yes, yes, for sure. And it didn't happen. So that's disappointing because there's a guy like Alex Barcelo and a guy like Tijon Lucas mm. who are NCAA tournament caliber players. They didn't They didn't come back another year or come to BYU to play in the NIT. Absolutely so, not. I hope uh, the guys are motivated. I could see. I'm not saying they're not, but I could totally understand if they are not. Okay? Because it's – they have. when you're Santa Clara, you're excited to be in the NIT. Okay? When you're BYU, you're not. You, you expect the last three years to go to the NCAA tournament. Okay? This team was ranked its highest 12th. They had a really high – Start, right? Of course, uh, that was an overachievement, and it was awesome, to sure. BYU's credit, like we were talking about. But, yeah, it, you know, I'm not into it right now. On Wednesday, I will be into it on game day. It's like, all right, let's go. 
Um, and BYU has won the NIT in 51 and 66. There's a little history there. Granted, that was like forever ago. Get to Madison Square Garden. That would Live be cool. Do, yeah, the best, would... do the best that you can with the, the circumstances. Yep. Amen. A good. Yep. A lot of us live in the NIT. Don't actually go to the NCAA tournament <laughs> in life. You know what I mean? Like, go win the NIT then. At Holly Tanner tweets in, can't wait to hear Spencer underscore Linton explain how we got the ultimate snub <laughs> as a two seed in the NIT on BYU Sports Nation We're not today. breaking down seeds in the NCAA tournament, okay? No, we, no. We've done some stupid stuff here for the last eight years. That's one thing we are not doing. <laughs> also, I'm really hoping we don't do the, would it be better to win the NIT or lose in the first round of the NCAA tournament? Talk no, of it, no, which stop. Is like, that, it's over. We've discussed it's so that. so stupid. Yes. That's coming up tomorrow probably. <laughs> Uh, no, this is no snub. <laughs> BYU got what they deserved, which is a two-seed in the NIT. Like, the resume and the way that the bubble played out over the weekend with yeah. a bunch of teams coming up and earning spots last minute. Like, yeah. BYU, they're, they're where they should be. Even if BYU beat San Francisco, like, who knows, right? It would have been closer. Maybe. I mean, you can make Hopefully case, BYU was yeah. in. But we don't know that, right? Maybe yeah. BYU should have been a first four out. Who cares? You're not in. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I was even going to say, are we are we upset they're not even the first four out? No. It doesn't matter. Go win your two seed. The Rock. Our question of the day. Which got a stronger reaction from you, BYU Sports Nation, all of you across the nation and world on Selection Sunday? Was that stronger reaction from the BYU women getting a six seed in the NCAA tournament or the men a two seed in the NIT? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. David Woolsey answers on Twitter. The men missing out. I was so hopeful they still might sneak in, especially hoping for Alex Barcelo and T. John Lucas. I don't even want to fill out a bracket or watch the tournament now. Well, that's a very extreme reaction. That uh, is a if, strong reaction. If you don't like even watching March Woo! Madness, if BYU's not in it, wow. I'm really sorry. Uh, you're in the uh, doldrums of uh, March Madness sure. depression here. I mean, th- there were a bunch of things that happened. Wyoming surviving against UNLV. They're the last team in. Indiana, Virginia Tech going on these magical runs yeah. and their tournaments. Like, they took bids. They stole some of the final bids. And that, at that point, it's like, oh, man, BYU has basically no shot. They got get good wins late. And then let's be honest, if it came down to, like, if it was blind resume, hey, BYU got this uh, win over number 29 net so-and-so, great. If you say BYU beat San Francisco, it's not one that's the same as when Virginia Tech beats uh, whoever in the ACC, right? So... That's tough. Who's BYU? BYU's got to be at what? Probably St. Louis, maybe an SMU. In the, let's go. Let's go. Get to Madison Square Garden. That'd be on, fun. On Wednesday. Jonathan Hawkinson on Twitter says, the BYU women's basketball team getting a six seed definitely was the most disappointing as they deserved at least a five seed considering there are only a few teams with three losses or fewer. Their net what? ranking is the One biggest metric. thing for me. Yeah, wins and losses not as big of a deal, but yeah, BYU had the worst seed for the highest net. That seed, and I'm Does like, that, yeah, that, that yeah. deserves a five seed. Yeah. Okay, coming up, how motivated is BYU to play in the NIT? We will discuss. And Jeff Judkins, the head coach of BYU women's basketball, in studio to discuss that six seed and the matchup with Villanova to open up the NCAA tournament. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. On the latest Deep Blue podcast, I talked with Kristen Kozlowski about the 2002 Sweet 16 team, the incredible story behind her husband's near-death experience, getting into broadcasting, and how she thinks BYU hoops will fare in the Big 12. 
Listen to it on the BYU Radio app or where podcasts are found. We're live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan. It is our pleasure to welcome in the head coach of BYU women's basketball, who carry a number six seed into the NCAA tournament, highest seed ever received in program history. He is Jeff Judkins. Coach, great to have you with us. It's good to be here. I want to compliment you on your reaction to receiving the six seed in the tournament because a few years back, <laughs> we poked fun at you with Hello. your we, very, very the country. minimal reaction to uh, what happened, and we called it Juddy Face. I thought you were really, really <laughs> exuberant. I thought you did a great job yesterday. Well, you know, I kind of got... Uh, Reprimanded, maybe, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that I need to be more excited about it. And, you know, it's a real stressful time. It's kind of like you're sitting there and you just got done with the test that you're taking and the teacher is yelling out or saying the scores of your test. And you're waiting and you're waiting and waiting. And pretty soon you think you're getting this and then you got that. And so um, I knew this year we're going to be in. So that, that worry was totally gone uh, and so it's exciting for us to be able to know that we're I mean our hard work beforehand is what paid off for us I'm recalling the first test I took at BYU I walk <laughs> down from the brim hall I look up at the screen and it says like 38 or something. <laughs> I was like oh my gosh I suck so bad you were on the bubble and I was, it popped and you were out. I wasn't yeah. even in the NIT I was way <laughs> out of there good. Okay, you said you wanted something, and you got something else. What did you want? Did you want a five? I, it, it, I, I, when I'm saying, I don't think it mattered. That I guess, I guess my biggest concern is playing somewhere close, so that our fans could be able to come and support us, um, parents and all that. So you sh- ship us back east. It's just harder. Where if you, if we could have gone somewhere else, like Tucson, or you know, just somewhere else closer would have been nicer. I, I wish they would have been. Uh, I mean, we were close. I think. I think if we'd have won against Gonzaga, it would have been a very interesting selection. With that way, did we get in the top sixteen to be able to host? Do you, Do you feel like you would have been sixteen? It felt like they weren't giving you that because they were releasing that each week. But that you would have been a five had you been I, Gonzaga I, in the title game. I, I think you're right, but it would have been fun to then argue that. Yes. It would have been fun and, for and them say, to sweat and, a little bit. And I say, what more can a mid-major do yes. than what we did this year? You, you've, you told us to go build up our schedule. We did that. You told us to run through your conference. We did that. They told us to beat team, teams badly to keep your net high, which was 11. Yeah. We did that. Yep. I don't think you could be much higher in the net, realistically. No. Like, 11 amazing. It is. It is. Of what... And so we've done all that, and then now you don't reward us when you tell us to do all this. But, you know, this team's excited to be in the NCAA tournament. The sixth seed is the highest we've ever had. Uh, It's a great seed. We've always done well in that seed. We've been the 11 most of the time. But, but, you know, it's a great opportunity for us. The team we play, Villanova, is a very, very good team. They play similar to us. They shoot the ball well. They move the ball. They're smart. They execute their stuff. So it'll be a great matchup. And if we're fortunate enough to win that game, we match up good with the other two teams that are in that bracket. And and then if we luck out and win those, then same with the other. So um, it's a real positive thing for us. I just wish, like I said, we were closer. 
um, the Tucson would have been really nice because our fans could could really get there. Sure. Jeff Judkins with us on BYU Sports Nation. A note before my next question, Jeff. I legitimately had one fan message me on Twitter last night and a couple of fans text me and ask, how is the cheapest or what is the cheapest way to get to Detroit? Because we're not going to miss this wherever Um, they send us. And so I think that the interest, even though it is tough, might not have as many, the interest is there. Like it's been built up. I mean, you know, we've had unbelievable support this year. I mean, the last home game, but even down the tournament, I mean, we, we had a really good turnout for us for both those games. And, and, um, you know, I think I think BYU Nation has has done a great job this year of supporting all their teams, and we we as coaches appreciate all what the fans have done. And you know, sometimes you take things for granted. And last year we had no fans, and it was exciting to play, but it's not what it is now. And the excitement and people, and uh, so we just hope we can continue to go. And if fans can get out there, we'd love to get there. I think the fastest way is go to Detroit. And probably drive to Ann Arbor. Probably, you know, uh, when I was tried out for the Pistons, we practiced in that facility, so I know it pretty well. So it's it's going to be old memories, you know. Sure. On that way, I found a flight into Cleveland for anybody wondering for three hundred bucks round trip. It's two hours and forty five minutes oh, from wow. Cleveland to Ann Arbor. Well, do it. <laughs> yeah, I know my son Jackson. He's going to school at West Virginia. He's getting his doctorate in sports psychology and. He said, Dad, it's five and a half hours away. I'll be there. So nice. Um, maybe there'll be some other fan BYU fans back east who want to come. Certainly the uh, NCAA has tried to uh, you know, make, make certain measures more equal this year. They're calling it March Madness. They're calling it the men's tournament. Uh, you know, Hopefully the weight room's good. That's what started all of this, <laughs> yeah. right, which was yes. great. Yes. Um, they went to 68 teams. There's still things to be done, though. Um, where do you feel like – the NCAA still needs to help make the women's tournament as as similar to the men's as possible. My, I already complained about the team sheet not being the same. Yeah, that's probably one. And probably number two is don't play on home court. You <laughs> want a neutral side Neutral side completely. Okay. Um, you know, so that it makes it more fair for teams to have the opportunity. And try to do what the men do. They try to schedule um, games where – they feel the fans are going to be able to come closer to, you know, you know, to do that. Um, I really liked the thing last year of everybody going to the site and making it a, making it a trip and everybody's playing different things, but the, the NCA is all there. I really like that. I, I, I think when we had opportunities to kind of give our opinion on a survey, I, I really said how I really enjoyed that. I thought it was more of a, a NCA environment. Um, tournament, but um, the first thing they need to do, I think, is change it where it's not going to be teams host. And I know you don't get the fans and all that, but, you know, as many as they think, but I think if people want to follow you and you're at a close distance, they're going to come. You know, they're going to be able to do that. So I think that um, it's going to be interesting that the competitive is pretty... There could be three or four teams this year that can win this thing, where... I couldn't say that 10 years ago. It's, yeah. it's, it's UConn and Tennessee in the finals, you know, or Stanford. Now it's anybody. Anybody can. Yeah. There's a lot of good teams. And you kind of saw it with with Baylor and Louisville, who was going to be the number one seed. 
and how it bounced back and forth. Well, they're having a hard time deciding that. Where in the past has been pretty obvious. These are the four teams. It's going to be it's going to be a fun tournament. On the select show yesterday, South Carolina went wire to wire, right? Yes. Number one, and they said twelve out of the last thirteen times that's happened, that team won the national championship. So it's Gamecocks versus the field. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's what it is. I'll right? tell you, Stanford's pretty good, and the defending uh, champs, right? Yeah, they're very good. And North Carolina State, I've seen them, and they're they're he's done a great job. Um, two years, not just one year. He's had kids come back, and um, there's a lot of there's a there's a couple teams, you know, like Iowa State. I thought is definitely one of the top eight teams. They got moved to a third seed, but. They'll get even. They'll meet the team that got ahead of them uh, in the Sweet 16 if they get there. Go Big 12. Yeah. <laughs> We're all Team Big 12. Yeah, that is, that, that is, you know, it's really funny you say that because I kind of looked at that in this in this selection. Like, how many teams in the Big 12 got in? Where are their seedings and all that? So how many was it? I can't remember. It was six, and I think four of them got really, you know, got got good, you know, good seeds. So. Six of the ten. Uh, There's no. ten teams in the middle. It should That's... be. They should add eight. But there was one team wow. that was that was, I think, was kind of on the bubble and it didn't for some reason. Only eight, six. Eight. Yeah. <laughs> and we're gonna have what? What? We're gonna. It'll have... be fourteen for two years, and then yeah. it'll go down. Yeah. So I'll, I'll be interested in what they do with that. Yeah. All right, Jeff. Let's talk about the response of your team and the mentality overall after the loss to Gonzaga in the championship game. We heard from Paisley Harding earlier, and she mentioned. Look, there's clearly a chip on our shoulder. We're going to play with it. Uh, maybe the seating and the region adds more fuel to the fire in that regard for your team. What's the team mentality like as they now prepare for, as you called, a very good Villanova team? Well, um, I think it was hard. You know, we've we've had so so much success this year, and to lose in the tournament, knowing that we didn't play like we can play. I think that's the biggest thing. Losing is hard, but if you go out and you play your best and you lose, we didn't play BYU basketball. We didn't play with with the intensity that we needed. We didn't do something. We didn't shoot the ball definitely not well in the tournament. Um, and I think that part is hard. It was a couple of days was was tough. You know, we, we gave some time off and then we came back and practice. And, and I think we're getting more focused and getting more of that um, – you know, Mojo, you know, I mean, getting more confidence. Last night, see where we got we got put in. I think I mean, my team was really excited to know that that's where six seed. We got a good chance of, of going going far if, if we play. And today will be an interesting practice. I'm sure it will be a really exciting practice. They'll be ready to prepare for this game. And, you know, Villanova is a very good team. And uh, every team, I you know, you see all those teams, you go, that team's good. I remember that team, that team. But it's kind of kind of nice. There was a lot of teams that got in the field that we beat. You know, they got to the field. So that's a real positive thing for us. Yeah, a quick, you know, look at uh, Villanova. Maddie Segrist averages 26 a game, almost 10 rebounds. She's a heck of a player. She's Biggest really player good. of the year. That's with UConn in the league. Yeah, she's, she's amazing. I mean, range, can put the ball on the ground. She can pass. She's, she's, she's a really good player. We're going to have our hands full, and I don't know, I don't know yet who's going to have that fun assignment to guard. Okay, but you have a smile on your face. I I can sense you uh, welcome this challenge. I do because you're, you're like let's go because you know a lot of people think the Big East is a better conference than ours, and so now we have a we have a chance for us to sh- to show that BYU's been in a good conference. 
Maybe it's Lauren Gustin who uh, draws that assignment. Might be. It might be Paisley. Uh, yeah, might, there you go. Might Maybe be Paisley. Tegan. Tegan, uh, Tegan had a great tournament, really defensively. I mean, she had to guard the the you know Fowler, and I thought she did as good as job on Fowler as anybody did, and and then she did a good job against Gonzaga with their with their strength. So this kid's a little different player. She like you said, she can go outside, she can go inside, and she's probably more of an outside player. She puts the ball on the ground, but she can Paisley score Paisley it ball. is. So we'll, so we'll see what happens. You think Paisley wants the challenge? I'm sure. Oh, my I'm sure goodness. She, I'm Paisley's sure. like, it's you or me getting stitches. Let's go. I'm sure she'd take it. <laughs> uh, Jeff, congratulations again Thanks, on a fantastic guys. season on the number six seed, making history, history with the 26 wins. Uh, it's just been remarkable. So let's give you the BYU Sports Station karma, man. And so, yeah, Don't we, get it done, we, Ann Arbor. We, okay, yeah. And hopefully we'll be able to be on TV. People will be able to see us and yes. support us again. I'm making a plea. You know, if you're within an eight-hour radius of Detroit. And you're yeah. an alumni of BYU, you must go. Just go. Just find a way to be. That's a Saturday. And when do yeah. you guys leave, by the way? I think we leave Thursday morning. Thursday? Yeah. Get a full day on Friday. Yeah. Extra yeah. media the whole day. Yeah, okay, awesome. stuff. It'll be fun. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Hey, thanks, you Good guys. Luck. You got Thank it. you. Let's go. Okay, coming up, are, are we cheering for fellow West Coast Conference teams in the NCAA tournament? Mm, I'm hit or miss there. <laughs> and did BYU add an elite game to the football schedule? I know where you're going. This is BYU Sports Nation. I know exactly where you're going with this. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Marist, enabling global trade for a growing world. BYU men's basketball continues the season as a two-seed in the NIT. Oh, I'm being told this is the NIT. Oh, yeah. They host uh, Long Beach State Wednesday night, pregame on BYU Radio 8 Eastern. Ah, uh, yes, the NIT. He is Jeremiah Spencer. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. That'll be perfect. <laughs> There'll be a few BYU fans doing their thing, you know. To interact with the show, get great content Finally. throughout the day. Some knitting instructions from Jaron, perhaps. That's Knit. <laughs> Follow us on the social media platforms of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Now it's time to whip it. Cougar Whip Round presented by Marisk, your integrated container logistics company enabling global trade for a growing world. Which Elite Eight potential rematch? It's not an Elite Eight in the NFT, but you know what I mean. Do you want to see more? The BYU women versus Gonzaga or the BYU men versus Santa Clara? I want, if I have to pick one of these, it's the BYU women against Gonzaga. Yeah! There was a bad taste left in the mouth after BYU lost to Gonzaga in the West Coast Conference women's title game. Yeah, yeah it's, it's Gonzaga-BYU in the Elite Eight. Certainly the BYU men would like a rematch of Santa Clara. Only had the one game, right? Yeah. Play a home game. But that's yeah. the no. that's the that's the knit. So I'm calling it that. Because <laughs> 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 I don't care. <laughs> On to some college football news with Rich Cermonello, who has BYU offensive tackle Kingsley Suomataia, part of his 2022 all-transfer portal team, because that's a thing now. What impact do you expect from the all-transfer portal team member Kingsley Suomataia? Ask opposing left ends when he is the starting right tackle for BYU, potentially. If Blake Freeland's the left tackle, we'll see, TBD. Uh, then... Yeah, he's going to literally be laying flat on top of them uh, several times Pancakes. from Pancakes. Yeah, but just hey, if you see Kingsley on campus, just hand him some syrup. Let's yeah. go. He's No, he's going to start, and he's going to be awesome, and he's going to be a top day one or two selection in the next two years. It's so tough to say, oh, man, 
The offensive line. Are you watching the offensive line? They're incredible. People are watching the quarterback. We're They're watching the wide receivers. But I think we will because we feel like that's the strongest position group of BYU right now. The oh. deepest, strongest, and it's not close, right? Pun intended. Strongest, yeah. In the vein of Tom Brady coming out of his 40-day retirement, which former BYU Cougar under the age of 45 would you like to see play one more season at Lavelle Edwards Stadium at their current age? At their current age? Mm-hmm. Well, my default is like Taysom Hill, okay? Yeah, I want Taysom Hill to come back and play another season at Lavelle Edwards But non-NFL player. Right? right? Yeah. Okay, so a not like a non-NFL player, somebody that's like been away from football, it's not still For currently in years. the NFL. Yeah, we're like Fred Warner. <laughs> uh, maybe Hill, the best yeah. linebacker in the game yeah. Jamal Williams um, I'm probably going to go with Max Hall I just like Max Hall's fire like, I, It's Max for me too Here's why He's he's an OC yeah. at uh, ALA in Queen Creek, Arizona That means he's throwing the ball every day exactly. He's still got it if, Plus he's jerked If Ty Demmer were not over 45 I'd probably vote for Ty oh, yeah. But he's over 45 Yeah can Ty still sing it? I have no idea. Yeah, for me, it's, it's Max. Still I, just, sling it. just, I love his fire and his intensity. Oh, yeah. No, it's and in case you missed it, we are broadcasting March 31st, the BYU football alumni game. We're so excited about this. It's it's Federick and Hall as the quarterbacks. Max Hall's going to play. Kevin Federick is going to find Chris Hale again. We, we get the opportunity to we'll, watch this happen for one more game. One more? Wait, the Utah game wasn't the last game? We should kind of end on that note, let's be honest. <laughs> Jerem, Davide Gardini, your guy, BYU men's volleyball, does it again yes, he does. with the behind-the-head kill shot. It's incredible. That dude, come on. Which was better, Saturdays versus Concordia or a couple of years ago against UC Santa Barbara? I'm going to say UCSB. Here's why. I believe that was in the fifth set, and it's UCSB, not Concordia. Um, and it was totally out of nowhere. Now we're like, oh, Davide has this in his arsenal. He can do arsenal. that. Yeah. The first one was shocking, and it went viral. <laughs> like in the volleyball world, it went viral, which was super cool. The contortion of his body in the first one against Santa Barbara is unbelievable. Like, they're both unbelievable. Yeah. But he stayed on his feet in the first one, too, and I just was like, what just happened? He tumbled a little bit. Not the, not the most graceful fall, but it was a kill regardless. Behind the hat, unbelievable yeah. stuff. The, the initial, like, the initial in this sequel series is is the best. The number one yes. in Santa Barbara. The Ramsey's arms are the number one. <laughs> After the owner of a local barbecue uh, joint commented on the Utah game day experience compared to the SEC, some Utah fans mobbed uh, on Twitter. With that in mind, what would Cam True have to say to draw the ire of BYU fans? <laughs> Shout out to Cam and Bam Bam. Bam Bam Barbecue. <laughs> what would he have to say to draw the ire? Um... Man, that was pretty bad. Uh, he'd probably have to, like, I don't know, be public about, you know, congratulating Utah on, like, a win over BYU or something like that. That'd probably make a lot of BYU fans mad. Yeah, he'd have to he'd have to challenge the status quo in a way that's too uncomfortable. Don't do it, Cam. <laughs> we like you, Cam. Don't. He did respond to this don't situation. Do it. You, can, you can go check it out. All right, he, he did say the tailgating needs to get a little closer to sure. the statement. But he did it with yeah. tact and yeah. in a very, very How wise way. How you say way. something matters. Indeed it does, my yeah. friend. Yeah. We knew about Max Hall and Kevin Federick, but now we had players like Colby Pearson, Micah Hanneman, Alani Fua, Mitch Matthews, committed to play in the alumni game now March 31st. Look at so these graphics. Now that Mitch is officially committed, Jerem, yeah. it's 
obviously that this game is now going to be elite, right? No, these, are, <laughs> these guys are older. It's not gonna, you're going to expect them to be the college version of themselves. There's no way. Are you saying it's going the college to be version of Mitch was elite? I'm not, no. <laughs> no, I love Mitch. He got cut by the Browns, who were terrible at the time. Come on. Mitch is an awesome dude. Let's not go there. I think he's, I think he's an elite person. I think he was a very good college Made player. Made some elite plays in college? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Keep fishing. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to reel it in, baby. <laughs> Coming up, rise and shout out to another national champ. Uh, and uh, which Elite Eight rematch do you want to see more, Jerem? Yeah, let's, well, let's, let's tackle it again. The E word. Let's tackle it again. Uh, let's discuss for the, uh, rooting for WCC teams as well. Are you, are you all in on the USF? <laughs> <laughs> this is BYU Sports Nation. Yeah, you're done. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Softball opens the home schedule tomorrow as they host Maine. The Black Bears, let's go. 7 Eastern on the BYU TV app. This team is awesome again with Violet Zabodnik and Hunter Ava and company. Let's go. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. We're hanging out live in Studio B on a Monday. Brackets are out. I'm sure many of you have already filled out multiple. <laughs> my, my eldest quorum says, uh, Prez goes, hey, just so you know, if you fill them out Monday, you'll do way better than on Sun uh, if you fill them out tonight. And I'm thinking, why is that? Why does that matter? I have no idea what just, he was talking about. Just fill out the bracket. I also asked if we could offer a prayer on BYU's behalf. That was met with laughter. <laughs> Did they uh, and then I said, heed your counsel? Just kidding. God doesn't care about how the teams do. He does care about individuals. Jerem, three West Coast Conference teams on the men's side did make the NCAA tournament bracket. Yes, two on the women's. Gonzaga, the one seed overall. Shocking. Fifth a time. five Fifth seed time. for St. Mary's. How about that, bro? And a 10 seed for USF. Will you be Good cheering for, you. for any, or dare I say, all of the West Coast Conference teams in the approaching NCAA tournament? I haven't thought too hard about this, but I think I will. When, uh, you know, when Santa Maria is in the tourney, it, something changes for me. You know, I'm like, sure. Yeah, go ahead. They're win. a good Let's team. Go. Yeah. I like Alex. You know what? The Alex one Jansen, interview we've yeah. done with Randy Bennett on this show was a really fun experience. He's a quirky dude. It almost made us mad that he was cool. Sadly, he was actually nice and cool. <laughs> uh, Mark Few was cool, too. Yeah, I think I'm going for all three. I know uh, Shep mentioned on the show that he can't root for Gonzaga. Or I think kind of anybody that isn't BYU um, that they play, I think. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I'm going for the league. I'm not, like, blaring it, WCC, baby! No. When we are in the Big 12, we will do this, okay? We have mocked Utah for its Pac-12-ness for a while. We will do this and be happy about it. Like, when Baylor wins the Natty in basketball, we're like, dude, our brethren in arms, man, getting it done. When the women's team from Baylor Shout wins the national championship. Shout out to champ, Waco! Let's go! We, the league, did this. <laughs> like, I, I'm pretty sure we're going to do that together. I will Collect, cheer for... Like, generally speaking. I will absolutely cheer for Gonzaga. I want them to win a national championship. It's the one thing they haven't done. They've been to the Final Four three times. They've been yeah. to the national title twice. Yeah. Can Gonzaga win the big one? Can they win the big one? Yeah, they can. I hope that Mark yeah. View is able to do it. I hope it's this year. I'll be cheering for Gonzaga. Good setup here. We love Barrett Henderson. 
their sports information director. He watches the show sometimes. He's a great dude. Again, he reiterated that to me in Las Vegas. Nice. He's like, uh, especially like during Gonzaga weeks, I watch all the time. Oh, um, he very well, no, he very well could be tuned in today because guess and what? Gonzaga doesn't have a Gonzaga Sports Nation, and undoubtedly, when they the number don't. one overall seed, we're talking about Gonzaga. They don't have one, okay, or a football team. I am rooting for the five seed St. Mary's. We love Alex Jensen, their play-by-play guy. This is an all-time team. Yes, in the post, in the NCAA tournament only. Like when it's even non-conference, I'm like. Arr. When it's in season, yeah. and now I'm like, eh, whatever. I don't want St. Mary's to be one of the five seeds that loses to a 12 seed that has happened a bunch of times. Yes. No, go Gales. If the Gales make a run, we're like, awesome, cool. BYU beat we the Gales this there. year. That was a good win. It's a moral victory. Yay. Okay. Uh, when we get to the 10 seed USF. Talk to me about USF. Still, still bitter over the uh, quarters. How are we feeling? I'm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not not super high on the Dons. Like I think that they're a good team. I but did not like the way that they handled the situation near the end of the game. Uh, not so much the dunk. It wasn't the dunk that like by but the, Jamar but Bouye. But the dunk was sort of the, uh, the catalyst. Cherry, the cherry it was on the top. catalyst. That, oh, that was the beginning for you. The catalyst, and then I heard the post game commentary. You didn't like that, and I was like. Really? Well, don't it, make it about that. You just beat BYU. Make it about the fact they, that you're probably were, in the NCAA tournament. They were asked. They didn't bring it up on their own, though. Just full content. Sure, they're asked why they the didn't dunk. say why the dunk. You know why we dunked? Yeah, they were asked. But then Todd Golden, the head coach, doubled down. Yeah. Here's my defense of that situation. They haven't been there before. They've never been there. They haven't been there before. This is new. They haven't been in the NCAA tournament since '98. They got some success. They're excited about it. We can empathize with rubbing it in someone's face. Utah with the win, landing the streak. Like <laughs> we do this, you know. So yes, it was annoying. It was, and it's compounded by the fact that it knocked BYU yeah, out of the NCAA. Absolutely. Tournament. Like I'm, a, I'm annoyed. Yeah, I'm for sure. Annoyed. Yes. At all of it. I understood why it happened. Yeah. So that's a no from you, Todd Golden. Will he get another high, uh, sure. different high profile gonna, then, job? Then he's going to bounce. I think he might bounce after this year. We'll see. Okay, coming up, who gets today's elite voice of the day? That's not used in vain. And let's revisit the latest national champ at BYU. We've got a bunch this year. Mm -hmm. It's BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. like we never use the uh, Camera 3 over here like this. Just uh, hang out a little bit. You can always download the podcast. Mm -hmm. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast, subscribe rate, and review. Our question of the day. We're going to stick with it. We'll just stay here, Mike Warner. Direct. Question of the day. Which got a stronger reaction from you on Selection Sunday? Mm. The BYU women earning a sixth seed in the NCAA tournament going to Ann Arbor. Yeah. The Eastern time zone. Or the men's team receiving a two-seed in the NIT, or as Jeremy has dubbed it, the NIT. The NIT. No one calls it that. <laughs> We're doing that this week. At Tall Cool Lisa, because Lisa is tall and cool. Uh, yeah, being tall is cool. Seriously, people, I remember vividly the Mountain West Conference year, Wyoming's women's basketball was snubbed by the NCAA. The Cowgirls won the NIT that year, and most of the games were home games. Tell me that doesn't give you bragging rights and keep you pumped for the next season. Hashtag lemons, hashtag lemonade. Okay, so saying it, turn the BYU men scenario from lemons into lemonade. If your standard is Wyoming and you're not necessarily expecting every <laughs> I can't even say that. I'm sorry, I stopped I stopped paying attention and you said standard is Wyoming. <laughs> 
It's, it's Jerem's lost it. <laughs> if you're Wyoming, <laughs> yes, you're excited about the knit. Sure. <laughs> Trust me, I've called uh, WNIT games. Story time. Michael Cooper, the great L.A. Laker mm-hmm. from Showtime on uh, HBO Max. He, uh, he was the coach of USC. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if I summoned it for you or whatever. Anyways, he finds out. For some reason, for some reason, he brings me out into the middle of the team during mm-hmm. a shoot around, and he makes me dance. What? He ma- he says, "Show us your best dance. Go ahead." And the whole team's like, "Yeah, yeah." They're like doing a beat, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I have to actually do this. I can't." So I did like the stanky leg or something with Michael Cooper <laughs> and the USA USC women's team. So back to Wyoming. Um, <laughs> their standard isn't excellence. Okay, but. It's in any situation for BYU men or women, it's disappointing to go to the NIT. So that's where it's a little different. A little different. Sure. Yeah. And no, I mean, to the point of tall, cool Lisa. I I hear you. You can turn lemons into lemonade for sure. You get to Madison Square Garden. What if those lemons aren't ripe? Yeah. You know what I mean? Not all lemons are created equal. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Thank you. Our elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from Toby McCarty on Twitter. He answers, the men's seed. Made me shrug my shoulders. Yeah. The women's seed made me shake my head. Okay, so a stronger reaction with the shake of the head. Like, come on, man. Yeah. 11 in the net. Yeah. It's, Six seed? Yeah, it's a Ann bummer. Ann Arbor? It's a bummer. Let's, let's go, though. Come on. Let's go. Bring it on. Today's hey, Rise and Shout Out presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Women's indoor track and field of the championships, taking eighth as a team. Courtney Wayman, national champ. Amazing. Um, Again. You know, Haley Folsom-Walker, um, you know, and a bunch. They, you know, they wanted to compete and do well, and they did. Amazing showing. Congratulations. Haley Folsom-Walker exercising the karma. She did what she said she was going to do. First team All-American. Like Kylo Ren. Fantastic. Our thanks to today's guest, Jeff Judkins. He's got a chip on his shoulder. Sorry to Dennis. No time. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Lexi eaton Rideouts. She was on a Sweet 16 team for the women's team. We'll see you tomorrow. Go Cougs. Wild.